Hey everybody, before we start today's episode, I wanted to give a couple of shout outs. First, I wanted to thank Houston area rapper OA for creating the theme song to our podcast. You can find all of his info in the show notes. Also, I wanted to give a thank you to Grand Rapids area comedian Carl Sobel for creating the artwork for our podcast. If you are in the Grand Rapids area, please check this guy out. He is hilarious. Finally, if you haven't already done so, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. You may even hear your review in a future episode of the podcast. All right, enough with me. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Notes McGoats podcast with your hosts, Brandon Alberta and Steve Madol. I hope you put your heavy duty denim on because this podcast is a knee slapper. Everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Notes Magoats podcast. This is episode Something. roughly four-ish. Five, who knows? You guys count at home. I'm pretty sure your your podcasting will tell you what episode this is. Yeah, but we're gonna say four-ish. Who knows? It's good. We are Brandon and Steve, and this is our podcast. So we just kind of break down some albums and talk about some stuff. I make fun of artists, and Brandon tells me to shut up every once in a while. Yep. Um. So. With all of that being said, episode four-ish, what are we getting into today, Brandon? We are going to be talking about the 2017 movie soundtrack from The Greatest Showman. Yeah! That's what we're doing. Huge Huge, Ackman boners all around. Huge Ackman. All right. Yeah. That's right. And Zach Efron. And Zachary Efron. And Zendaya. Just a bunch of... Yep. Zach Efron still. Zach Efron. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, all in this together. Oh, dude, I was so hoping you were going to go there. I was like, I I had some high school musical in here, and I was yeah. just like, please, God, go there. That's just, that's the only, yeah, that's all I know. No, that's enough. Okay. That was that was enough to make sure that we got it all tied in there. Because, nice. again, he, he <laughs> still is a, a heartthrob. He was a heartthrob then. He's a heartthrob now. Yeah, absolutely. Doing Netflix and saving the world and being sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Again, we are two white dudes <laughs> who are married. Uh, and both have children. Yeah. That are ours. That are ours. So sorry, Zach. We're taken. Yeah, we are taken. So yes, uh <laughs> back into uh oh, Greatest Showman. Um as a music soundtrack. Yeah. Um this humble little pod thing that we're doing here will kind of go all different levels and hit different music music interests from soundtracks to albums to I don't know, spoken word, comedy albums. Who knows? We yeah. never really know. We we haven't put any boundaries on this. We think nope. we think music entertainment all kind of rolls together. So yep. we may get in some music, we may get in some T V soundtracks. There's some other fun stuff we can do. We are big theater nerds and this is similar to going to a, a play, but you just get to watch it at home. I think yeah. it's a good um a good thing to break in young kids that may be interested in the theater. Yeah. Just to get them an idea of what a play would be like while also um, watching it. Yeah, I agree. So, question for you. Yeah. And I, I'll answer this too, but I want to ask you first. Sure. 2017, yep. you hear the story that good old Mr. Jackman is going to do what may be a musical format, but in a movie. Mm-hmm. Not his first one, by the way, because nope. he was in Les Mis yep. and 
we'll get into that in a second. But what were your initial thoughts on this before you heard anything really about it? Yeah. So I, so when I, well, we'll I'll go into Les Mis a second. So Hugh Jackman, I was a little skeptical because I've never really, you've never really heard his vocal chops prior to Les Mis. And so I was a little skeptical, but after seeing Les Mis, uh, to me, it put it to rest. I think he's a phenomenal vocalist. I mean, with the correct training that he got, I think he is one of the one of the the best actors to be able to ha- now have this vocal vocal ability to add to his resume. Yeah, you know what I mean. Put his repertoire. Put his in his, in his repertoire. So when I had heard that there was this music musical movie mm-hmm. coming out talking mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, Barnum, P.T. Barnum. I'm like, oh, cool. Like the circus, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, Hugh Jackman. It's like, all right. I have a little bit of respect for for that. I mean, they, I, in my opinion, they pulled him into this role because of his work in Les Mis, in my opinion, because of the vocal chops, probably uh, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they, then finding out who the supporting cast was coming in behind him, um, really got me excited when this movie first came out in 2017. Yeah. What, yeah. What about you? So I was hesitant. I was on the fence on this one. Les Mis was, was great. Um, uh, big, big theater guy. And Les Mis is probably top two for me. Um, yeah. I love Les Mis. I would, I'll go see it anytime. I don't care if it's so long. Like your normal, just B B squad actors in your normal town doing it. High school. I'll still go see it. I think it's a terrific play and there's so much that goes on yeah. and it keeps your attention, especially if it's done well. Looking at you, Russell Crowe, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit of lame Miz humor there because Russell Crowe sucked so much in that movie. He ate crow. Yes. Anne Hathaway saved his pitiful he, existence in that whole movie. Oh, because, Anne Hathaway. Yes. Bless, Anne Hathaway and, and Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah. carried that flick. Russell Crowe did his damnedest to try to, to sink it, but yeah. in well. the end, just like Master and Commander, he wasn't able to do it. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there, too. No, that that's fucking fine. movie sucked, too. Um, <laughs> so, but I was hesitant. I mean, yeah. hearing hearing that Hugh was in it um, coming off of Wolverine and just never aging, he's kind of our, he's kind of that generation's Paul Rudd. Uh, it doesn't really seem like he ever gets older. Um, yeah, that's true. He just true. keeps going, but... Yeah. Seeing that Zac Efron was in there and kind of wondering if he kept up on his vocal chops after High School Musical and some of the things he did. Yeah. Uh, wasn't very familiar with Zendaya. I think she was fairly new to the she, scene, right? She was. Well, she had some popular stuff, but acting I think she was a Disney Channel kid. She was a Disney Channel person. And I think she was in a movie or two or yeah. a definitely Disney show. Right. Um, but she was a Disney artist yeah. and... But in the she was kind of in the Miley Cyrus ish area, yeah. like where it was very poppy. Yeah. And I wasn't super familiar with her music. And then uh, Michelle Williams, I mean, terrific actress. Uh, and knew she could act, but I wasn't sure singing wise. So yeah, I actually held off on it. And the one thing that actually put me above wanting to go see it is not only people telling me it was fantastic. I found out the producers of it actually previously produced La La Land and I loved La La Land. Yeah, it's I good. thought that, was, that good movie. was actually a a movie musical. Yeah. Um that was a straight up musical that was done for a movie. Yeah. Um and it gave me a little bit more confidence thinking, okay, 
I know some of the actors that are in this. The subject being P.T. Barnum and kind of the what what could go on there, how how much the dirty they'll actually show. Sure. And being kind of a, a family friendly flick coming out right around Christmas time, so you know it was going to be one of those ones we're just trying to pack a theater for. Yeah. Uh, when you could still do that. Uh, so my wife and I actually I played hooky from work one day, and my wife and I went and saw it without our kids, which for those uh, moms and dads that. Uh, don't get to do that like on a Wednesday afternoon kids Sounds are in fantastic. school and you go and you get some lunch somewhere and go watch a movie and, and just enjoy the quiet I will tell you that just just the the theater geek in my heart mm-hmm. this movie actually brought me to tears a couple of times just because Same, yeah it, it hit me hard a couple of times yeah and I Immediately fell in love with it. Got the soundtrack day one. Like right after I saw it, bought the soundtrack. As I think as we were walking out of the theater, I went and got it off iTunes. Yeah. Um, and listened to it with the kids, and and it was a pretty. It's it's, it's been a staple of the house so far. It's it's kind of on a repeat with our Pandora stations that go through. But it's a great th- it's a great soundtrack to have. I think it actually helped my kids get more into the, more into the theater too. Yeah. Just the, the soundtrack itself because it was it's it's out there. So for sure. That was that was kind of my in, initial interest into the movie and kind of going from there. Going into, I guess, like let's just go into some of the stuff that it, that the movie actually did because it's it's it was a pretty widely acclaimed. Yeah, it, it won a Grammy. It was nominated for two. Wow. It won um it it won best song for This Is Me, but yep. it was nominated for best album. Didn't win. Okay. It was nominated for an Oscar. Oh really? Actually, for song in a movie, yeah, best song in a movie, ended up losing to "Remember Me" with Coco. Oh yes. Um, anytime Pixar puts a flick out, it's it's and you're trying it's... to go up against Pixar, you don't generally win very often. Right. Uh, did win a Golden Globe and a Teen Choice Award. Those are kind of the big ones, but it did get um a few other ones that were overseas and some of the other smaller award shows. But it ended up racking up close to ten different awards just for this flick. Nice. Um, kind of a popcorn movie. Yeah. And it was the soundtrack itself was just killer. Yeah. So, Oh, for sure. So let's, let's, uh, let's kind of jump in a little bit into, uh, the, the tracks here. Yeah. So starting off, uh, what, what really jumped out to you? Guns blazing, no holds barred from the top. Just, you get that huge oh! boom. And just, it's whoa. Kind of a, it's just this big pop, which I mean, they obviously do it to get your attention in the movie from the get but at the same time it's like even just listening to the music it's just a phenomenal like okay i hear you i hear what's happening mm-hmm. i hear there's something happening yeah i mean i honestly i i there all these songs there's there is something about each song which goes along with the story of 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 the movie but it pulls at different heartstrings of different things that you know that you might be brought up from like a pat from your past or your whatever um which we'll get into in a little bit um but at least with me so but yeah i mean as it started just guns blazing coming in hot just here we go buckle up boys and girls yes and i think too because this is a movie this isn't a musical this isn't this is a movie with a good amount of music yes um and not it's it's all original music it's not anything that wasn't created prior to this movie yes so i think it helps emphasize what's going on in the yes. show it's a it's it's more to to show that and to add the character to pt barnum's show correct yeah and and it is i think with with that regard 
going into this movie, if you haven't seen it, I mean, where have you been? Yeah. Uh, Hello. It's, it's out there. Get it everywhere. You might even find it on, on Netflix or something else. Message me. Um, I've got it on DVD. I'll right? let you borrow it. I do too. Uh, but it is it is out there. It's it's worth it's worth the time and it's family friendly. Yeah. But also, it's 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 an entertainment piece. It's it Absolutely. is meant to be entertainment in a in a world of remakes and repeats. And this is something we haven't seen mass produced a lot. You yeah. don't see musical movies already. You don't see musicals made into movies very often. Um, mind like movies like the producers something with old Mel Brooks yep. going that route. But you don't see it very often and you don't see it done well very often. To this one is actually a movie, tells a very big story, but it incorporates the music so well that even if you're listening to the soundtrack, you remember, you can almost see the movie in your head where things are going on. Yeah. So it brings back those memories like you're in the theater. Yep. I think it's it's one of those that pairs so well somebody that's a theater nut that you can get there and the songs are just damn catchy they all are oh absolutely all of them i mean the 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 writers and the producers of the songs just knocked it out of the park they picked the right artists they picked artists some artists you didn't know yeah but the beats and everything that come through there um what got me from the start was almost like that queen vibe with the 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 stomping of the feet yeah clapping oh yeah like before the the big the big burst with uh kayla settle yeah um you gotta you kind of knew what was going on a little bit let's let's go into i mean we can kind of go into the movie a little too yeah absolutely what are your overall thoughts on the movie like what do you what, what kind of jumped out to you like how did this play in i loved the i i i loved the movie and i loved what they did with the movie um they tackled some pretty heavy topics they did yeah um i mean pt had a passion for something he had this thing that he wanted to like he saw the the sparkle of a dull something and he's like i can make this come to life and he wasn't gonna hear no and he wasn't gonna hear no and he this the protesters that were outside of his thing saying this was stupid the fire that was started in his theater that literally would have ruined a business ruined anything for a long period of time he just said let's go let's let's figure this out let's Mm -hmm. do it let's you know, and he he took people who you would normally consider to be on the outside of life, who would be kind of disregarded, thrown to the side based on physical appearance, pretty much alone. He took him in and said, "You're a star. You got this. Let's make let's make imperfection perfection." Yeah, that's kind of what I. Oh yeah. no, I I got all of that too. There was there was so much of the you can be this um attitude where you can you can do this, you can be this and this is it's a it's a big uh theme throughout the movie that everybody is important. Uh he's also a douche. I mean, yeah. throughout the thing, he's a he's a broken man. The things he does oh, and yeah. says um he wants to find his happiness and he can't. Ever. And he can't. So he've tried he's he wants to be able to provide for his family, but it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. Then he f- does this theater thing, and it kind of works a little bit. They buy this big old house, then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then and it was the big old. I mean, a lot of things he did. Uh, I would say, I'd say most of the decisions that he made throughout the movie until the very end were 
were basically a big F you to whoever pissed him off prior. Um, yeah. Somebody told him that this couldn't happen. He couldn't do this. Is Maybe his father-in-law or his dad or yeah. somebody. He did everything he did up until close to the very end of the movie was to show somebody up. Like he was trying to prove himself. And the story of P.T. Barnum, they they hinted at some of the dirty. He was a he was a bad dude. I mean, he he didn't he wasn't a very decent guy um in real life. He mm. did a lot of really really bad things and was but he was also that person. He was very full of himself. Yeah. He wanted to win. He wanted to be top to top because he grew up poor and grew up with nothing and fought his way up and never had enough. Never had enough. Never there was never anything that was there. Yeah. And it it was the it destroyed him and he built back up and really destroyed him again. I mean, this doesn't go all the full story. And I would, I would recommend looking up the history of PT Barnum and the Barnum and Bailey circus, because there, there's a lot there. Um, yeah. just, just what he came up with, but he was, the movie did get it right. A lot of times where he was very big in equals of people. Like it didn't matter if you were black or if you had a deformity or if you were, on the outskirts or a dredge of society, he was trying to find you and you could find a place to work for them. Was he a great employer all the time? No, he was not. He was, he, he skipped paying people. He did some things and sure. People just didn't get paid for a while. And, you know, but it was also the times it was, and it was in the, you know, the, the turn of the century yeah. where people were all for themselves and business, people that had money had it because they kept it. Yeah. So, it wasn't anything new for what they experienced during those times. He just was very inclusive. The people he used to get him to where he was. So, right. I and I think the movie the movie played around with that topic. They didn't really get too deep into it. They wanted him to be looked at as a. He was kind of a villain in his own story. Yeah. But he was also his. He was his greatest villain and his greatest hero of his own story. Yeah, for sure. He was fighting against himself the entire the entire movie and throughout the songs. He's, absolutely. He's battling his own demons constantly. Oh, and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear it, absolutely. Which kind of brings me to a song that is actually my deep cut for this one. The Other Side, when him and Zac Efron, mm-hmm. I thought it was composed brilliantly. Oh, yeah. And it emphasized the struggle between the old of P.T. Barnum and the young of Zac Efron. And you could tell in that moment, in that song, like he doesn't want to give up his thing, this, this mm-hmm. thing of his, he doesn't want to. So there's this, you know, um, you just see the struggle between like the give and the take of both of these guys trying to figure out these two masculine dudes trying to figure out how, to work together. Yeah, two type A's in the same room. Two type A's in the well same well. room. Yeah. So that to that song to me really was perfectly placed um, and perfectly composed and written. And I thought that Zach and Hugh did a great job as far as portraying the essence of of what it was trying to 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 say. Yeah. No. That's. I mean, in the the choreography of that song in the movie that they do with the with, in the bar scene is. Yep. Is very theater esque as oh, well. Oh yeah, like the way that they dance on the bar with the bartender yeah. going back and forth, pouring all the shots and things that they do. It's, it's, it is very. It's, 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 it's done like you're in a theater. Yep. It's and it's 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 oh, yeah. really really awesome. Um, my deep cut is actually the last song 
um, oh, really man. from now on. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of hard to say their last the very last track is the deep cut, but it's also one of the ones that it starts off with a him broken. I mean, yeah. he was he puts out there and it's if you you don't have the volume turned up really how you don't even hear the first part of the song because he's mumbling. Yeah, he's just at his wits end, and it's in the in the movie he's kind of at the the end of an all night rager with these inquire crew who's trying to, you know, sleep one off. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're out drinking and he's basically just kind of telling them this point going forward, I'm with you guys. Like, this is it. Yeah. And he's making it up to his family. And, but just the, the sheer emotion towards the end of the, end of the movie, all the way into it. I feel like it just encapsulates everything Mm -hmm. in that one track. You get, you know, the, the, the epic low and also into the high and just, how his character grows in a, you know, five and a half, six minute track. And yeah, the, the, you see from where he was to where he's going, though he's not there yet, but he is moving to that spot. Um, is my, is kind of my deep cut lowbrow favorite track of the, of the album. Like not, yeah. not up there, but it's one of those ones that like, I think it's, it makes, it makes the album 10 times better just having it there. And it was perfectly placed where For it sure. was. Uh, is there so the 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 soundtrack is I mean I don't think there's a bad song on the on the on the the list the, the, I don't think there's a bad one I think there are less good ones yeah I don't know there's I and and I struggled with this and I even wrote a note I said literally I'll just say it I said it's hard to find a song that isn't good or doesn't have an impact on the story I said which is a good because then the movie would have sucked yeah no you know it. The, yeah, I'm with you there. There's yeah. there's story wise and how everything flows in the story with the songs that are there. Um, I don't think any of them they all they all tell the story incredibly well yeah. that they need to tell. As for good or not, I have a hard time with rewrite the stars. Why is that? I just it just I don't know, it wears on me. It's one of those ones that just seems whiny. Oh yeah. Um I I mean I understand the concept behind it and how why it was written and where where it places the story. It's basically Zach Efron telling and I like you know having an interracial relationship is is not a bad thing. And he yeah. wants to do that. He wants to change opinion of how you know those are seen and in in the day of I think early 1900s is when this was kind of done yep. after World War 1 possibly I think. I believe so, yeah. So between World War 1 World War 2 when the country is kind of uh somewhat booming but getting close to the depression again where are getting close to the great depression where things are good but they're also on the way to the bad race relations aren't great so yeah and having an interracial relationship especially in a, a northern area with someone of zach efron's character's rank in the class system yeah uh being an upper echelon uh citizen yeah dating someone who is not only african-american but also from the very very low spot of the of the rung on the ladder here would have been i mean even if she had been um white um it would have been seen upon as something that was off because of her social standing yeah so not only and and, and you could totally see that too at that part uh, on the staircase yes between his parents and then and her and her like don't let the help why why is the help here yeah so i understand the needing behind the song and the and what they're what they're trying to purvey like get out there for everybody to hear and see um, and it does tell the story and, and pushes that along and it does it in a very smooth way that you can explain it to a kid. You, like kids can kind of see it and understand it, but then it's a, if you want to get a little deeper, you can kind of go a little deeper without having to 
get into a massive philosophical discussion with a yeah seven eight year old right but um the song itself just i don't know if it's the the voices and how they interact but it just seems whiny and yeah. zach efron i can go both ways with him when he gets to kind of the high pitch singing part i don't particularly like it when he like the other side where he was like more in control of his voice yeah it seemed i like that version of his when voice he's better. more using he's, his chest yes yeah. Instead of when he's trying to like ballad yeah. it out. Yeah. I don't I don't like Zach Efron doing ballads. So yeah. that that was probably my downside, like worst yeah. least least favorite. I'll go I'll go least favorite. Least favorite, yeah. I would say my least favorite, mainly because I didn't think the vocals were top notch, was Tightrope. And that's the one with Michelle, uh, Michelle Williams. Williams. Uh the song was great. The lyrics were 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 good. Mm-hmm. For me it was cl- it was just the fact that I don't think michelle williams was ready or at least i don't know not ready i don't know she was fine i don't know uh i see what you're saying though. it was I mean, more at the, she, by the end of the song when she when she she could belt a note like nobody's business mm-hmm. it's the being the vulnerable at the beginning of the song that really was kind of like yeah i don't know how i feel about that yeah you know what i mean i see what you're saying i mean it's, in it's, this, the, this spot, it's spot of that song is where she's trying to figure out what's going on with her character wise but yeah that's more of an acting thing too where you don't it could be you don't feel it right and, and so, i would i would say with with all of the actors actresses she's the one that you don't feel the emotion as well from her yeah at the end of that song you get more of it yeah but it, it does start off very timid so i think that's for me where my least favorite of the bunch i didn't like the redhead lady never enough um oh yeah i mean I can, I can the Swedish Nightingale. Yeah, uh, I can definitely appreciate her voice and what she was able to do with singing. I that it was a weird. It, I mean, I get arc, why it was in the. It yeah. was a weird point in the movie. Weird. It was a real. It was a true thing. And it, true it had, thing, but I don't. It had to be told. I mean, it it does. It's a big part of P.T. Barnum. I mean, it does go to the fact that it, the song was about him. Yeah, that's I mean, true. it really was. It, yeah. It, it was a wide ranging arc in the story that it needed to be there. That's true. And it was a weird flex, but I mean, it was there. It had to be there. I just, again, it was one of those like getting down the dirty. This guy's not a good dude moments. And it's, I'm glad that they did induce those and they didn't make this guy to be a hero because I mean, if there are any animal rights activists out there that know about Barnum and Bailey's practices with animals, especially back in the day, they weren't great. No, not um, at all. So they weren't great at all, and I'm not going to tell you that they were fantastic. And this is an upstanding citizen because he was a douche. Um, not as much of a douche as Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Fuck you, Lars Ulrich. I love Napster, but there again, go. got you, it in. You did it again. Lars wants to call and talk to us. I'd be happy to talk to him and tell him he's a really terrible drummer too. We'll go you there. Can, and then Lars, t- make sure you talk to Steve, not me, please. <laughs> Maybe talk to Brandon first. He's the nicer one of us. I um, yes. But so. Back to Greatest Showman. Yeah. Um. So, Brandon, let's go with your kind of did... Well, you said your deep cut. What was your favorite track? Yeah, so this one kind of is... We're going to get a little deep. It's deep. I'm going deep. Uh, it's going to be This Is Me. And I know it's a popular song. It was popular. It won a bunch of awards. But uh, kind of on a personal note, I can relate to that song mm-hmm. as... Growing up, I was I was bullied a lot um, for my weight, for the clothes I wore, whatever it was, and just hearing the lyrics of the song, it's like, this is me, this is, you know, I'm brave, but I'm not afraid, 
And for those of you who don't know, um, I um, when I'm not doing my day job, I am a stand-up comedian on the side. And my persona that I portray on stage, I do a lot of self-deprecating humor. And that comes from being told when I was younger uh, in high school that, you know, when you're when somebody says something negative to you, you can turn that into a positive. You can like make that what you were like. That's that's your thing. And so that's kind of how I've turned my comedy is if I can get to myself first, then nobody else can touch me. For sure. And I think that's how this song kind of relates is like, this is who I am. I know who I am. Put it all out there. Put it all out there. If you don't like it, screw you. Like that's kick rocks. Yeah. Kick rocks. Go. Yeah. Go get COVID. I don't know. That's my notes, but goats for COVID notes, but goats for COVID anyway. So yeah, so that was, that's, that's, that was probably my favorite song. I feel you. Have you, have you ever heard, have you a little bit of bunny trail was still on the same topic. They remastered the, the soundtrack with different artists. Did you hear, you know that? No. Okay. So you got to look it up. Yeah. But Kesha did This Is Me. Oh. Yeah. And it's oh. amazing. The girl who brushed her teeth with a bottle of Jack. Oh, but, oh, dude. Kesha in the last year has had some shit happen with her. And it, she's, ooh, it's powerful. You have to listen to it. It's really good. And um, apparently you can't be led into a party unless you look like Mick Jagger. I'm just going to, sorry. Right. So, you no, know, you can go that route, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to change it too when we listen to this track. She right. some, I'll, I'll some, check it out. There is some pain in that girl, and she's got some stuff. Yeah. Um, But same same remaster. So, Greatest Showman, the, the, the title track, done by Panic of the Disco. Oh, man. That's, mm. yeah, there, see, I that, love Panic of the Disco. The Greatest Showman remastered, I actually do believe I own it, and I will get it over to you at some point. Okay. Because it is amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pink is on there. Okay. Zach Brown Band's on there. Uh, lots of artists. It's, it's it's definitely worth a listen as a another track. I mean, you can tell how good this album was, or how good this movie and soundtrack was. With it's only been out just about three years now. It's yeah. already been remastered, and multiple artists have sung these uh, these songs and re-recorded them. And even the remastered track has has I think went gold or platinum as well. Yeah. So it's not it's not just you know one album. Who went? Who did really, really well? They re-released it. Other artists, and it still killed, and it still was was bought and basically just devoured. Yeah. Um. So, but no, I I agree. This is me. Is is probably is the number one track on the album, where everybody knows it, hears it, sees it. Um. And you're not alone. I think that that is a good feeling about everyone. Is that it's a very people positive track. Yeah. For those of us who weren't the upper echelon. Um, I didn't go self-deprecating humor. I was really good at it. Um, but I went, I was a bully. You want to make fun of me? Well, guess what? I can, I'm bigger than you. I can punch in the face. Yeah. Um, so like I, you, this is why you and I are on the same team now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I and still bullying people left and right looking at you, Lars. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he deserves it such a douche my top track on this on this album is and i was gonna go the other side but i had two so it was okay oh come alive i think uh it kind of shows hugh uh what he can do what 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 hugh jackman can actually do what can hugh do for you what can hugh do for you oh he can do a lot of things yeah um for me and ryan reynolds 
Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm going there. It has to. Has yeah. to. You got Hugh Jackman. You got to get Ryan in there that's once in a while. That's true. They, they're like a package, like a package deal. Yeah, they are a package um, deal. Again, Hugh Jackman wants to hang out all day long. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, come hang out with us. Bring Ryan with you. Yeah. Um, but um, and some gin. Let's go there. Uh, so come alive. It's 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 building into everything. I mean, that's the, the track right before the the really circus is getting ready to go. Yep. And he's he's kind of just getting his vision, and it's getting there, and it's starting to kind of fall through. It's starting to fall in there. Everything's falling into place. He's getting all of his his, his acts and his talent in, and it's just like this is what I've been building for. Yeah. You know, and the, as the viewer, you're just like, yeah, we've been we've been waiting for this. It's like coming now, okay? And it's just huge, just building the story. So I I, I love that track because I think it just it just makes it makes the movie fly even faster than what it seems like it does already. Sure. Um, this movie is it's it's about an hour and a half long, but it doesn't seem like that yeah. at all. No, it no, goes no, no. Quick. Uh, that's that's kind of uh, but that's my favorite track has come alive. Um. Yeah, I love it. Again, not not a really bad track in the bunch. In the bunch, there are least favorites and favorites. It's it's a good one thus far. Yep. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well because I did mention that the producers, uh, uh, Benji Pasek and Justin Paul, they did La La Land prior to this. Yep. Um, also, um, did write Get Back Up Again in Trolls, and they are they are songwriters um, that work together quite frequently on some Disney tracks. They've worked on a couple of the. Disney live action movies with Lion King and um, they've done a couple other ones as well. They are doing Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. I'm not sure how they're going to do that for the musical or if it's going to be done this, but they're working on it with Disney. All right. So Disney must be doing a live action one of those recently because why not? They're doing everything else live action. Sure. And they did just recently announce they are going to be producing a film, a feature film version of Dear Evan Hansen. Nice. So theater geeks rejoice there is there and uh the notes what goes podcast will say ben platt needs to be in that as uh, yes he needs to be the title character i so, mean it would be stupid not to hire that guy who played the lead on broadway yes and he is an amazing actor as well as a musician and singer so yeah we we will uh wait with bated breath for that to happen and we fully endorse ben platt we we do we fully endorse ben platt and dear evan hansen will will find its way into our into our airwaves here one of these days as well as some other things going on but we are nearing the end of our pod for today this again is number four ish and normally i think after some time after four ish we're going to start including some commercials so if you do have a pod out there that you would like to have us uh rep for you we would happy to do that we'd be happy to get a commercial out there uh, we would take a break right here and then kind of go forward. But because we don't have commercials right now, I am not going to take this time to make fun of Metallica one more time. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> so let's get down to the nitty gritty. We'll get down to the end here. Yep. So, Brandon, yes, if you were to rate this album, The Greatest Showman soundtrack, not the movie, just the soundtrack, yep. on a scale of 1 to 10 goats, what would you give this one? I am going to go with nine out of 10 goats on this one. Uh, The music itself just emotes uh, feelings uh, within you, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Music can do that. Yeah. So I'm going to say that I'm going to give this nine out of 10 solely based on soundtrack alone. Fantastic. What about you, sir? So if you remember back and if you haven't listened to our first podcast, I know what the first one is. The first one is Hamilton. I know that for a fact. I don't know which number this one is, but it's four ish. 
four-ish. But the first one is Hamilton, and I didn't give Hamilton a 10 because it was number one. It was our very first one. Yes, sir. And I'm going for it. Ooh. I'm going I'm number 10. number four-ish. I'm going four-ish, and I'm giving this as a 10. Oh, man. For this two reasons. Yes, and what are those reasons? It is a complete album. Top to bottom. Yeah. Very complete. Not a bad song in the bunch. Does tell a story from start to finish, and you can hear that story as well as see it. I think with a music soundtrack for a movie is completely original songs. It has to be able to stand alone on its own. The soundtrack stands alone from the movie well with on, but also it brings you back to the movie every single time. Yeah. The, the neither are dependent on the other. It's, it's a perfect album. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where you can put it in the car and play it. If you're one of the old school guys with CDs, this is a perfect, like go for a car ride album. Like, you mm-hmm. can listen to it from beginning to end, not skip a track at all, and enjoy yourself for the whole 45 minutes to an hour that you're listening to it for. So yeah. I I am going full 10 out of 10 on this one. That's it. Yeah, That's that would be it. it. That's the end of our podcast forever. Cause that, Steve, yeah. Steve gave it a 10 out of 10. Four-ish, which I only got to make it for a Lars three times. I didn't do it the first one. Nope. But any future episode. Fix it in post. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> What if, like, on episode 100, if we ever get to 100, we just get Lars on our episode, on our show? Oh, dude. Like, Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon? Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, Kimmel thanks Matt Damon. So he says sorry he couldn't get him on, but, you know, because yeah. he's on regular TV and you can't tell, you know, him to go fuck off. Right. But I still have deep-seated issues from Napster got canceled because Lars was a douche. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. And I suppose my mom's computer probably still has viruses in it if she still has it somewhere. Oh, man. Because of Napster. Okay. Not because of anything else, Brandon. Okay. Keep it above water here. We are, well, we are explicit, I guess. We, that's how I've labeled it. Plus, it'd be dial-up porn, because so that'd be I'd way be... load. We can't. It's, take, it's, it's probably still loading now. It's probably still loading now. One nipple. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. This well, might get cut. Yeah. We'll see. Yay. Uh, on that note, uh, we are going to wrap it up. So Sweet. thanks for listening again, guys, to the Notes and Goats podcast. As always, we are on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, when, if you search the Notes My Goats podcast, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Notes My Goats Pod. And you can email us at the Notes My Goats Podcast at gmail.com. We'd be happy to interact with you as always. So please, you know, like, share everything, interact with us. We like hearing what's going on. Uh, I know that we're still new and we're still getting the hang of this, but uh, we're having fun doing it. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening in and we will see you next week. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening.